Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan Watches Movies. Uh, so today, uh, I wanted to get take a chance to uh, watch a movie that has been on my to-watch list for a little while. Um, but I was waiting for a chance to either see it in theaters, because uh, it did come out in 2020, uh, or for rental slash purchasing prices to be a little cheaper, a little more affordable. Um, I, uh, so talking on that a little bit, I don't mind. I like the rental at home option. I like that it is there. Uh, selfishly, I am a single person who watches a movie by himself most of the time. So a $20 price tag doesn't save me money. And so, especially a $20 price tag when I can't watch it a week from now, if that makes sense. Like I want to be able to watch it Whenever, if I pin, if I spent $20 on it, I want to own it. $20 is a buying price. It's not a renting price for me and my preferences. Now, uh, that said, I understand that it is a very good value if you have two or more people involved in watching this movie compared to seeing it in the theaters. So uh, I encourage them to keep the price point where it is. They just... And the, I hope that this experiment um, does lead to more of it. I think uh, Godzilla versus Kong uh, has shown, at least to me, that the model of releasing a movie in theaters and at home isn't affecting... Uh, the people going to the theaters. If someone wants to go see a movie in the theater, they will. And so I don't think making it, giving them an option of putting it at home, I think isn't going to make things bad. People have been stealing movies that have been in the theaters for years now and watching them at home. And that hasn't stopped box offices from going through the roof. Uh, this way, you're still getting money off of those people. That's how I look at it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I noticed that this week it, w it went on sale for, for rental or purchase. Uh, and so I swooped up and I just bought um, uh, the movie. It's um, uh, hoping, hoping that I liked it. Because I've heard so many good things about it. Uh, it's called Love and Monsters. And plus uh, the, the purchase. Like I'm. It's weird. I am. This is more not talking about the movie. But uh, I am the type who. Like I love renting physical copies. Like physical copies I can rent all day long. Uh, and I love it. Um. The idea of renting a digital download still is weird for me. I don't mind paying for it. I like I don't I don't stream things illegally if I can help it. Um, and 
So, uh, it, it's like, uh, I don't know where, where I'm trying to go here. Uh, but I like buying things. I think I'm more in tune to buy something if it's a digital copy than I am. I like, I'll buy a digital copy. I'll rent a physical copy. If that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Uh, and a lot of times that ends up with me buying a lot of movies that like I, the beauty of owning a, uh, a lot of digital copies of things is you can hide your copy of Valerian and your two copies of sucker punch. You can pretend those aren't things you own because nobody can see them. Uh, you know, they're there, you know, you own those, but nobody else has to know. It's your secret. Um, and then you say it on a podcast and you pretend it's not true. Um, it's, but yeah, like, I, like buying, I'm more comfortable buying. If I'm going to spend money on it, I might as well buy it to own it. You know, uh, especially if in the case of this one, it's a difference of, I think it was $5 to rent, and ten dollars to own and i like monster movies i like uh love stories uh i'm a fan of the the writer of this movie um matthew robinson uh and so i figured i was gonna like this movie um and everything i'd heard about it had been good and positive so why not just go ahead and pull that trigger and buy it? And for if, for those of you who don't know what Love and Monsters is about, it's a very simple story. Uh, dude is, uh, well, the world is overrun by monsters, and they've killed 95% of all living humans um, and taken over the world. The monsters are essentially overgrown bugs, uh lizards, reptiles, uh, amphibians, that sort of thing, uh, all got turned into monsters. Um, not all animals, turns out, not all animals, just the ones that look like they could be big and scary. Um, and he is in a little colony, everybody is living underground, going out and foraging while they can during the day, what have you. Uh, and, uh, everybody in his colony has sort of like hooked up and sort of matched up and become a thing romantically. And he, uh, he is by himself, uh, which leads him to thinking of a ex-girlfriend who he threw a lot of plot device, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of rushed through, he manages to find where her colony is and that she's still alive. Uh, again, it's Hollywood. You can't, like, magic happens. Uh, and he decides, despite being the Michael Sarah of this movie, that's not played by Michael Sarah, he's just a Michael Sarah character. Uh, in that he is a little weaker than everyone else. He's, uh, timid and shy and not a good hunter and, uh, a coward, essentially. Uh, 
Uh, he has his own set of skills, but they're not uh, like from Taken. They're <laughs> they're from Paddington, essentially. Um, and so he decides to go on this whim and go on a journey to uh, to go to her colony to find her because he finds out that she's about 90 miles away from where he is. Uh, 80, 90, some number that seems small, and then you realize that he has to go by foot, so it's going to take him a week. And so it's about his story on his journey from his colony to her colony, essentially. And the monsters and the survivalists that he runs into along the way. Uh, and it's a fun little movie. Uh, it's, it's as fun as I, as I was told it was going to be. I enjoyed it a lot. It is very simple and easy. Like I said, that that's the plot. That's the story. Uh, and very easy to follow along. It's a two hour little romp. Uh, the visuals, uh, the visuals aren't amazing. They don't blow anything out of the water, but I can feel like they like they didn't distract me in being bad, but they also didn't wow me in being good. Which I think is what I think. Honestly, that's my favorite type of visual effect where you don't notice it. Like I don't know, like Avatar. Just you notice how pretty everything is, and that just kind of can distract you from the story. If you're me, whatever. Uh, that's a story for another episode. Or you have older movies where the visual effects. If you're someone like Kane um, from the Well Actually podcast. Uh, who is distracted by the the cheesy practical effects in the original Terminator because he loves Terminator 2, uh, it can distract you from how good of a movie that is because it doesn't look super amazing and polished. Um, He's, he's wrong about that, by the way. Terminator is the better of the two movies. Um, fight me. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Kane. I'll, uh, I take that back. I don't want to fight him. Uh, he's scrappy. Uh, and in like, like I just want the, the effects to feel real, real enough where I can believe what I'm seeing. Uh, but uh, fantastical enough where it's still f- like a disconnect from the real world, you know. But I can see where it's coming from, things like that. Um, and and like you get that with this movie. Like the monsters look really cool. They're very grounded because they're essentially large mutated versions of animals that you know. Uh, the first thing you run into is like a toad, for example. Um, and just 
as a whole, uh, like they're they're fun little creatures. The story is interesting. It's very, um, it, it's a very good fun little tale. Uh, Dylan O'Brien, who most of you may know from uh, the Maze Runner uh, series, where only the first one is okay. Uh, is the main guy, the, the, the one character that you sort of follow through the entire movie. Um, and then he runs into a few other people along his way. Um, and there's nobody that's very, nobody's bad in the movie. Like everybody feels natural and normal as to who the character and you would believe what they do. Um, and their actions are very, like, believable, and nothing's overly cartoony about it. Uh, it reminds me of a less, uh, a less crass version of Zombieland, if that makes sense, is the way, the feel of the movie that it gave me, um, that I think I could identify, and somebody could listen, and go, Okay, they, like if somebody said, I want to watch a movie like Zombieland, but isn't Zombieland, I would recommend this. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't watch it earlier. Uh, but at the same time, it's not one of those that, like, I would have rushed out to the theaters to see in the first place if it was in theaters. So... Uh, this is about when I would have seen it, probably. <laughs> uh, and with that, I, I, there's no knock against it. I fully recommend it. Uh, like I said, it's on sale right now. I think it's just for this week. Uh, I think, uh, Voodoo, I don't know the price of it, but I know it's on sale right now. Um, I would recommend it. Because uh, I don't know when or what streaming platform it's going to wind up on. Uh, it's a Paramount movie, which I guess would probably put it on Paramount Plus. Because that's a thing we need. We need every every studio needs a, a streaming platform, and it needs to have a plus in its name. And it <laughs> just is it, so dumb, uh, so dumb. Um. As far as a, a rating for this movie, I would give it four. Uh, I would give it four giant bugs. Uh, and like, like I said, it's just a fun, simple little story that is harmless. Uh, that that I think a lot of people could get behind if they saw it. Like it's not, it's not rewriting record books. It's not blowing people's minds. It's not. It's not doing anything that it's not supposed to do, uh, but it's also doing everything that it should do. It's checking off all the box. It's a fun movie um, for what it is, and I recommend it. It's going to be a movie that I think I'm going to try and get a few other people to watch, uh, even though I also feel like I'm simultaneously very late to this party. I feel also early to it. Uh, I think that's what 2020 did to me. I don't know what movies people, a lot of people have seen and what movies a lot of people haven't seen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a solid four. Uh, and I recommend it. Uh, and with that, 
this has been my review of Love and Monsters. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow along with the show wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, obviously. Uh, please like and subscribe. Do all that stuff. Uh, if you're on the iTunes, give me a five-star review if you don't mind. Uh, I'll even I'll even accept a four. I, I'll, I'll You know what? I'll accept any reviews. Give me a bad review. I don't care. Uh, I do care. That would hurt my feelings. Um... You can also email me at alan.brand at gmail.com and let me know what movies you think I should watch uh, for this podcast. Hopefully, I'll be getting back into the movie theater soon as I get my second COVID shot next week. Uh, Also, go get vaccinated. Uh, I'll throw that in there in the middle of this plug. Get your vaccine. Um, Don't be stupid. Uh, and the, uh, the, oh, and the podcast is also, you can follow along with the show on Instagram and Facebook at Alan at the movies. Uh, keep track of what movies I've watched. Uh, I post about them and, uh, with that, thank you. And I will see you guys the next time I watch a movie. Bye-bye.